delight to be in the house of the Lord. Shall return to the scriptures this morning. Second Timothy chapter two verse nineteen. Second Timothy chapter two verse nineteen. Father, we are grateful to you for your word. We pray that you will speak into our lives. We pray that Christ will be exalted in this place. As we declare your word, we pray that your spirit will work in each and every one of our heart, bringing us to the place of total surrender to the Lordship of Jesus. Every resistance to the preaching of God's word, we bind them in the name of Jesus. We take victory in this house in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Please be seated. Praise the Lord. Second Timothy two nineteen. But God's firm foundation stands, bearing the seal. The Lord knows those who are his. Let everyone who names the name of the Lord depart from iniquity. Praise God. Today's message is titled, The Lord Knows Those Who Are His. The Lord Knows Those Who Are His. Praise God. Apostle Paul is writing to Timothy. And he's giving him a heads up. He's letting, them, letting him know about a lot of things, especially two individuals that he mentions by name and what they've been peddling recently. How they were able to disturb the church and actually impact some of their faith in a negative way. We see he's letting them know, he's letting him know, Timothy, listen, regardless of what's going on around you, one thing is sure that God's firm foundation stands bearing the seal that the Lord knows those who are his. Praise God. These two that are mentioned here by name, Hemenius and the other one, Philetus, they were peddling a different kind of teaching. They were, in the context there it's written, they were talking as the resurrection is already done. It's happened. The rapture has already taken place. In those days there were some false teachers who were peddling a different kind of doctrine, a different kind of teaching. And one of them was that the resurrection is already over. There is no such thing called a bodily resurrection, touching the very core of Christian foundation. Praise God. They said that, listen, you know, when you got baptized, you were identifying yourself with the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. So the resurrection that is being talked about is actually a spiritual resurrection that's already taken place. It shot everything that the Christianity had to offer. The blessed hope that we have in and through Jesus Christ. 
it touched the teaching of the core rapture as well. And there were some who were led astray by this wrong kind of teaching. And Paul was giving Timothy a heads up saying, listen, you know, there are all these kinds of teachers around you, but you need to be sure of one thing, that God's foundation that's already laid is a sure foundation. Folks, everything around us has a potential to change, to mutate, to shake, to waver, to become unstable. Principles, ideologies, rationals, logics, theories, beliefs, dogmas, traditions, all these are constantly changing. They are not steady or sturdy except the word of God. And so Paul is telling him, listen, nevertheless what is going around you, the firm foundation of God which he has laid, God himself has laid, stands sure and unshaken despite the attacks that comes against it. It bears the seal that the Lord knows those who are his and let everyone who names the name of the Lord stand apart from wickedness and withdraw from wrongdoing. The Amplified Worship, you know. So Paul is talking about a sure foundation. A foundation that cannot be simply be shaken by what goes around us. We live in a changing world. Everything around us is changing. But God's people should be assured of the fact, let everything around us change. The word of God or the foundation of God's word, it does not change. Praise God. Yes, nevertheless, the foundation of God stands sure. You know, when we look at ourselves, you know, we stand on a steady place as far as the physical earth is concerned. You know, it can, it can seem to be sturdy and solid, but even earth can give away. Praise the Lord. When earthquakes happen, things start falling apart instead things start cracking. You and I live in a world where there, there's such a technological advance around us. And this technology, the advancement in technology has prompted and promoted people to come with designs uh, for structures, whether it's high rise or bridges, which can withstand earthquakes. In other words, technology, science has helped people to come with ideas that, and designs which is enabling them to come up with structures, whether it's high rise or bridges or whatever it is, that, that is actually earthquake proof. Well, even those structures, they might be known as earthquake, earthquake proofs, 
they are not earthquake proofs. A mighty earthquake can bring them down. So we see that even what is going on around us, countries like Japan and advanced countries, those countries that face earthquake over and over again, they are thinking ahead of time and they want to have a foolproof plan, but they can't have a foolproof plan because you don't know how the magnitude of the earthquake that can strike a place at a given time. But the word of God gives us the assurance that God's foundation is a sure, proven foundation. Praise God. Not just any foundation, but this is God's foundation. It's the foundation of God. And what's so unique about it, it's a sure foundation. Who says what is so, so special about God's foundation? This is how the Bible says, Isaiah 28, 16. So this is what the Lord says. See, I lay a stone in Zion, a tested stone, a precious cornerstone for a sure foundation. The one who relies on it will never be stricken with panic. Praise the Lord. So the Bible says what's so unique about this foundation. One, it's God's foundation. Number two, it's sure foundation. Number three, one who trusts in this foundation will not be stricken or will not face panic. Even when everything around you is crumbling, this foundation, God's so sure foundation will stand the test of time. In order to save time, I'm not going to read all the scripture portions. I'm just going to refer to a couple more verses. 1 Corinthians 3, 10 to 15, Paul talks about the foundation. Ephesians 2, 19 to 22, again, he's talking about the foundation. I'm just going to read one. Timothy 3, 15, 1 Timothy 3, 15. If I'm delayed, you will know how people ought to conduct themselves in God's household, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and the foundation of of truth. Let me read it again. If I'm delayed, you will know how people ought to conduct themselves in God's household, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and the foundation of the truth. Praise the Lord. So what is this foundation which stands for sure? Praise the Lord. Through the scriptures, we can understand, one, it's the purpose of God. Praise the Lord. Number two, the truth of God's word. Praise God. Number three, the church of the living God. Praise God. We see in the context, what was being attacked was the resurrection of the saints. Or those those who are dead in Christ, their resurrection was attacked by these two individuals. So Paul, when writing to Timothy, he is touching that, not only that, any doctrine, any truth of God's word, they are sure regardless of what people say, it cannot crack, it will not 
crumble. Praise the Lord. Whether it is the immutability of God, the unchanging nature of God, hallelujah, or the infallibility of God's word, praise God, or the deity of Christ, or the incarnation of Christ, regardless of what it is, they are sure foundation. Praise the Lord. The church of Jesus Christ is built on a strong, sure foundation where Jesus Christ himself is the chief cornerstone. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Yes, God's, God's foundation stands firm. And Paul writing to Timothy says, and it has two inscriptions on it. One, two seal on it. One, it is, one says what? That God knows those who are his. And the other one says, let him who names the name of Christ depart from iniquity. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So what is a seal? Praise God. It indicates or it shows what? What that which is authentic and that which is genuine. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So God's foundation stands with these two seals. All right. So imagine a seal that's facing outside and a seal that's facing inside on that foundation. One says, those that belong to God, God knows that. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Check this out. You know. So there is this falling out or falling apart. People who claim to be believers, people who claim to be Christians, they, they are found to be merely professing Christians, not practicing Christians. They are Christians who have a tag saying that they are believers, but truly they are not. Paul is saying God knows them that are his. Praise God. Hallelujah. This morning, I want to assure you of the fact that God knows those who are his. In other words, God knows every true Christian. God knows every true believer. God knows every child of God. Praise the Lord. What does that mean? What comes to your mind when you hear the term, the Lord knows those who are his? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. See, it shows God's sovereign control over the church. At the same time, these two inscriptions, one, it shows God's sovereign control of the church. And the other part, it shows our or a Christian's responsibility to turn from evil. I'll come to that a little later. That's what, is, what is Paul trying to convey here is, Timothy, you do not have to fear for the destiny of God's work, but he was to make sure that he had to make every effort to keep himself away from iniquity keep himself away from the contamination of the false teacher. Praise the Lord. The Lord knows them that are his. It refers to the Godward aspect 
of Christian life. Praise the Lord. God has chosen us, and we who have trusted Him, we are His elect. Praise the Lord. See, God knows those who are His. Do you really believe that God knows you? How well does God know you? How well God knows you? Or is it just, just a theory that we believe that God really knows me? Look at the scripture and you see how much in how detail God knows about, about us and God knows about creation. So come with me as we run through the Bible. See, when you look at Psalm, Psalm 147.4, he telleth the number of the stars, he called them all by their names. Of course, it shows the omniscient nature of God. God knows every star in the galaxy. Just look into the sky and you see millions of stars. No, billions, and we don't even know how many. But the Bible says God has a name for all of them, and he calls them by their name. Stars are inanimate objects. Now forget about that. Let's move on. The Bible says in Isaiah 46.10 that God knows the beginning and the end. Praise the Lord. In fact, he knows the end from the beginning. Praise the Lord. And those of you who are pet lovers, I want to tell you something. Check this out. Do you think that God knows the pets that you have? Well, it might be relevant to many, but to those who have pets, it's a big thing, right? So I want you to look at one verse. Judges 6, 25 to 27. If, you, if you're familiar with it, you know it. That same night, the Lord said to him, Take the second bull from your father's herd, the one seven-year-old. So you know here, you know, Gideon's father's Heard, God tells him to pick the second one, which is what? Seven year old. Come with me. Come, let's come to look into our own lives. This is how the psalmist puts in Psalm 139, 16. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. So, God knows before you were born, that number of days that you will be on the face of the earth. Hey, how about where you live? The Bible makes that clear also. In Acts 10.6, God sends an angel into the house of Cornelius and gives the address of Simon Peter to give him, tell, give it the message to Cornelius. Cornelius sent two people to where Simon Peter was living to get them. And this is what the message was. Go get Simon Peter, who lives in Simon the Tanner's house, by the house by the beach in Joppa. So what are we saying? God knows your address where you live. What am I driving at? Well, let me come to it. Matthew 10.30 says, And even the very hair of your head are all numbered. I don't know how many years I have on my head, but my Bible says God, he knows the numbers of, the number of heirs on my 
head. So what are we trying to say? What the Bible tells us is that we are not just abstract. You know, we are not just simply lot, a, 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 just a group of people or one among the crowd. God knows us intimately. Praise the Lord. It's not just he makes a mental note of who you are, but his knowledge about you is intricate. Praise the Lord. From top to toe, praise God. From your physical aspect to your mental aspect to every arenas of your life. God knows you intimately. God knows everything about you. So when the Bible says the Lord knows those who are his, it is not just simply saying he identifies you as his child, but it also says that God knows every intricate detail about you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. What does that mean? It means that you are under the covering of God's protection. That means you are under the covering of God's provision. That means he cares for you. God is interested in you. God is interested in your welfare. Praise God. It also means he knows those who are authentic, authentic believer. It also means that he is very much aware of all those who truly love him and follow him. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. God's seal of ownership is upon our lives, which means that we are within the ring of God's protection. Hallelujah. This is how William Barclay puts, this is how he says, God's people are those who, give, who have given themselves to him in such a way that they, they no longer possess themselves and the world no longer possess them. Praise the Lord. End quote, Barclay. So he's saying that, listen, we are given ourselves to him and the world has no claim on us. And thereby, God, when he looks at you and me, he knows who we really are. Is it just lip service or do we really belong to him? God knows. So in the light of what we are talking about, Timothy there might be people around you who are led astray by the false doctrine. Praise God. But God knows those who truly belong to him. Praise the Lord. He's able to keep them. He's able to sustain them. And he will carry them. Praise the Lord. So what does this mean? That God knows those who are his. It also means that God is in touch with them. Praise the Lord. God is in touch with them. God continuously communes with them. Praise the Lord. God has an ongoing relationship with them. Praise the Lord. You know, this is not just a once in a week relationship. This is not just a weekend thing with God, but this is an ongoing relationship. You are in touch with him and he is in touch with you. Praise the Lord. 
Yes, he is in touch with you and you are in touch with you with him. Praise the Lord. You are in communion with him. This is an intimate relationship with the heavenly father. Praise God. Hallelujah. Yes, he is intimately close with them. Praise God. They know him and he knows them. Praise the Lord. So when you sing that, that song, you know, I am yours and you are mine. Praise the Lord. Think about that song, you know, I am yours and you are mine. If that song comes from the very depth of your heart, it's such a love. Praise God. Expression of love saying, Lord, I belong to you and you belong to me. Praise God. God makes himself known to his children. This is not just a very a distant relationship. This is not, this is a close relationship. This is a everyday relationship where you know the heartbeat of the father, where you know what delights him. You know what, what, what delights him. You know what, what makes him, hallelujah, come through for you. He knows your desire. And the Bible says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Praise God. He, he makes himself known to us. Praise the Lord. Let me ask you, my dear friend, do you know God intimately? Does God know you? Can you say without a shadow of doubt that I know God intimately? Praise the Lord. I know God intimately without a shadow of doubt. I can boldly say, you know, God knows me because this is an ongoing relationship. There are so many people who live under one roof. They share one bed, but they don't know each other. There are so many husbands and wives who live under one roof and physical proximities there, yet they don't know each other. Praise the Lord. Here, when the Bible talks, when God, that God knows those who are his, it means that God knows us intimately. Praise the Lord. But let me tell you, it doesn't stop there. How is our response to this God who knows us intimately? Praise the Lord. How have you and I been responding to this God? Praise God. Ask yourself, does God know you? Yes, he knows you as a human being on the face of the earth. That's not what we are talking about here. We, he knows us as we being his, praise the Lord. God's property, God's ownership. You and I are the love of God. Knowing him, know, he knows us intimately. But the question is also, do we know him intimately? Praise the Lord, hallelujah. The false teachers in Timothy's time and in every time, they were deceiving many. But those who know God are known of God. They are the people who hear the
the voice of God. Praise God. You know how Jesus put it? This is how Jesus put it. You know, my sheep heareth my voice. Praise the Lord. Let me ask you, when was the last time you heard his voice? Praise God. When was the last time you heard his voice? Even as you're reading God's word, you know, don't be in a rush to finish it off. Don't be in a rush to finish a chapter. Just linger on something that the Holy Spirit prompts and you will see that God, Holy Spirit will start ministering to you. You can hear him speak to you. Praise the Lord. Yes, that's what it means to have an intimate relationship with with him. I give unto my sheep eternal life and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. This is what Jesus said. Jesus said, listen, this is my sheep. I give life for my sheep. My sheep hear my voice. And not only, not only that, I give them what? I give them eternal life. And there is no power that can snatch them away from my hand. Praise the Lord. If you belong to him, he belongs to you. There is nothing that can snatch you away from his hand. You and I are secure in his hand. Praise the Lord. So the first seal is God knows those who are his. The second seal. Yes, this is what it says. Let everyone that names the name of Christ depart from iniquity. Praise the Lord. Let them depart from iniquity. So the one is God knows you. And the other, it's a responsibility on our side. We who are God's children, our actions should be such that we depart from iniquity. Praise the Lord. Check what the word says. Let everyone that names the name of Christ depart from iniquity. So if you take the name of Christ in your lips, what the Bible says is they prove their allegiance. They prove their loyalty. They prove their love to Jesus by departing from what? From iniquity. In other words, action should match the words. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. It is one thing to claim and to know that God knows me, that I am in love with him. I serve him. But there is another part, the human responsibility part, which is what? If we claim that we take the name of Jesus, we have to depart from or separate ourselves from all that will contaminate our spirit, soul, and body. Praise the Lord. Let everyone, everyone means everyone, from the pulpit to the pew, from the pastor to the new latest parishioner, from the grandfather to the grandson, no one is exempt. Let everyone that is called as a child of God, let everyone that is called and known as a Christian or trust Jesus as their Savior, regardless of what your role in the house of God is, the Bible says, let him flee, depart from iniquity. Praise the Lord. Yes, 
at means everything that is evil from everything that is unrighteous everything that is unholy praise the lord you know paul writing he says abstain from all appearances of evil praise the lord not just don't do evil but paul is saying abstain from every appearance of evil in other words you don't even want to give the look of appearance of evil in your life and in your lifestyle praise the lord such a lofty ideal requirement in the scripture praise the lord a child of god ought to be holy for christ is holy as people of god if we are indeed the lords then there should be no room for sin in our lives hallelujah we can't say this is okay and that is okay or everyone is doing you know it don't matter it is the trend it is the fad you know we cannot say because everyone is doing i can do it no you are separated unto god praise god and god desires that you and i be holy as he is holy i don't know how many of you know recently weed marijuana has been made legal in many states and last week the congress uh, the house voted for it and they are pushing the bill to senate we don't know if the senate is going to pass it but whatever it is the the move is on all right just because weed is legal does that mean that tomorrow we would start using them because it's legal i don't know if you're if you if you know about it the recent elected official one of them had an interview and was was talking about making prostitution legal in other words certifying and licensing sex workers just because prostitution is legal does that mean it's okay so what are we saying what we are saying is that the standards the moral standards around us is crumbling the value system around us is changing when the value system around us changes and the moral standard around us is constantly changing mutating where does that live a child of god where does that leave a child of god well the scripture is very clear those who are known by him those who are in an intimate relationship with him day in day out will practice departing from uh, departing from iniquity praise the lord it doesn't say you know don't do it it's saying what depart from iniquity it's an ongoing departure praise god this is something that we have to practice every way what every day what the departure from iniquity why because we are constantly being bombarded by by media by so many different through so many different avenues they want to grab our attention pollute our minds contaminate our minds pollute that is holy before god and god's children ought to be actively practicing 
practicing a departure from iniquity. You and I cannot just simply claim that we are a child of God. Jesus said, if you claim that you love me, you shall keep my commandments. Praise God. Even if we are serving a holy God, God requires that we pursue his nature and his character in us. Praise God. Hallelujah. The prophet cried out like this, Isaiah 52, 11. Depart, depart. Go out from there. Touch no unclean thing. Mind you, touch no unclean thing. Come out from it and be pure. You who carry the vessels or the articles of God's house. Wow. Praise God. In other words, those who are in service in the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. Depart, depart. Go out from there. Touch no unclean thing. Come out from it and be pure. Praise God. We serve a holy God. As we serve a holy God, God requires that we who serve a holy God should keep ourselves from anything that will contaminate and pollute our spirit, soul, and our body. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You will say that's the Old Testament. Well, here's one from the New Testament. 2 Corinthians 6, 16 and 17. We know the words. What agreement is there between the temple of God and idols? We are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will live with them and walk among them. Praise the Lord. And I will be their God and they will be my people. Therefore, come out from them and be separate, says the Lord. Touch no unclean thing. I will receive you. Praise God. Can we look into our own lives and ask ourselves, what are the allurements that you and I face day in, day out? What doors of our lives have been left open so that the enemy can pollute our minds and our spirits? We belong to Him, not only on paper, praise God, but our life actions should prove that we truly belong to Him, praise God. Hallelujah. Let us as individuals, as family, in our private and in our public life, in our business, whatever vocation that we are involved, praise God. Live a life that is pleasing to him. Check what the word says. Let him depart from it. There is no ambiguity about it. There is no ifs and buts about it. The Bible says, don't entertain it. Don't play around it. Don't fool around it. Don't mull around it. What? Iniquity, sin. In other words, run, baby, run. Praise God. The Bible is very clear. Let us seek 
the highest degree of holiness. Praise God. For God says, both in Old and in New Testament, be holy for I am holy. Do not be satisfied with a namesake Christianity. A namesake Christianity is going to run you down. Praise the Lord. Just Christian, Christian by name, a believer by name doesn't mean anything. It just simply means there is no wind to your sail. Praise the Lord. But be an authentic. If you decide, I want to live for Jesus, live for Jesus, for you cannot serve both God and man. Being in church, being in the church roster doesn't mean anything. What really matters is God testifying that I know you. You are authentic. You are real. You are truly my child of God. I see you. I know you as my own. In a world where there is so much fake in circulation God can detect what is real and what is fake Praise God. those who belong to him let them depart from iniquity praise God God wants you to experience the abundance of life the life that's going to change you around if you have claimed yourself to be a Christian and if you see no change in your life I'm not talking about anybody looking into your life and saying I'm asking you to look into your own life and ask yourself has there been a change in your life after professing that you belong to Jesus is there a change in your life is there a change in your life Does your habits, lifestyle, authenticate that you are a child of God? Will heaven testify that he knows who you are as a child of God? Listen, make no mistake. The Lord knows those who are his. Praise God. Hallelujah. And the world will also find out when you depart from iniquity. Let your lifestyle match what God has done for you. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Close your eyes as you're in God's presence. The Lord knows those who are His. Do you know Him? Does He know you? Because one day Jesus said, some would come to him and say, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name? Did we not do mighty things in your name? And the Bible says, the Lord will look at them and says, depart from me, he workers of iniquity. Praise God. Merely professing to be a child of God does not cut with God, that's what it means. Praise God. Hallelujah. I don't need a root awakening. You don't need a root awakening. This is the day that the Lord is speaking to you. Praise God. Hallelujah. 
would you open your heart to Jesus and say, Lord, bygones be bygones. I want to depart from iniquity before I even take the name of Jesus upon my lips. I want to depart from iniquity. Praise God. Hallelujah.